Hello, hello, my darling friend. Welcome to Dreamwinder Manor, a playground for conscious artists. Here, we use the power of storytelling to open you to your limitless creativity and to help you design a life experience beyond your wildest dreams. So, if you're ready, come on in, let's play. Hey there, darling artist. This is Nicole Beamer, author, alchemist, and host of the Dreamwinder Manor podcast. I am so pleased to welcome you to the expansion episode for our monthly theme of creativity, or more specifically, the archetype of creator. For those of you who are new to Dreamwinder Manor, welcome aboard. I am beyond excited to have you here listening along. It's a real privilege to have fresh faces or fresh ears hopping in to hang out with me. Before I get down with today's episode, I do ask that those of you who are new and have not listened to the last episode of the podcast, go listen now because this episode is an expansion of that one. So it'd probably be good to listen to it. But as I mentioned in the last expansion episode, it's not a requirement. There will be references to the immersive story included in the last episode, but the expansion will not require you to listen to it. It actually is a standalone practice and you can totally connect with the archetype of creator and get your art on without having to go back. Alternatively, if you are feeling called to listen, I have left a link for you in the caption. For those of you who did move through Finding Uncle Abbott, the immersive story contained in our previous episode, welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed the story and that you were able to dive in and have a little fun. As you know, Uncle Abbott had a lot to share, but also very little to share because as he indicated during your visit with him, he is unable to tell you your incredible story. Why? Well, because your story lives in you. You are the completion of the stories that you experience. You give breath and life, authenticity and truth to each and every one because you are breath, life, authenticity, and truth. I've said it many times and I'll say it again. There is no story without a main character. As a conscious creator, you know that you are the essence and source of your reality, that everyone and everything in that reality is an extension of how you have chosen to experience yourself. They play roles based on that identity. Even now, as you listen to this podcast, I play the role of storyteller in your life. Why? Because you have chosen to immerse yourself in story. This phenomenon works both ways. You exist in my life because I have chosen to be a storyteller. In alchemy, this is a spiritual rendezvous, a juncture where this version of you as a listener in your perfect unfolding of life and this version of me as a storyteller in my perfect unfolding of life intersect. This meet cute is the result of assumed reality. 
I have assumed the archetype of storyteller, and this identity naturally delivers listeners into my life experience. Being a storyteller is having an audience that listens to my stories. This is the beauty of manifestation. It's an implied action, a natural byproduct of the identity that you and I assume. In short, I have listeners because I am a storyteller. <laughs> the reception of those listeners, you, is the byproduct of this realized identity. I love to look at this concept through the lens of film, and that is what our expansion episode will tap into today. A movie script is a written performance. Just like my storyteller archetype naturally implies an attentive audience, the script naturally implies its performance. The script is a performance. That is its entire purpose. It is written to be performed. Thus, it's a performance. So as we move into this perspective, we begin to see that the script and the performance are one story. And this, my friend, is the sweet spot. This is the perfect intersection of fantasy and reality. That holy place where what you source, your script, is its performance. The secret is always knowing that the script is the performance and vice versa. They're one. No separation, no lag, no conditions needed to assure the other's existence. They simply are. You are always simultaneously writing and performing your own amazing script. You determine all of it. Who you are as the main character of your life, the setting, the plot, the cast, everything. It's all your movie. And today we are going to expand on the theme of the immersive story, Finding Uncle Abbott, by stepping into your awesome script and directing the film you call life. As you may know, or not, depending on whether you listen to the immersive tale, Uncle Abbott read to you from a diary left by his descendant, Lavender Mercier. This diary contained an entry by Lavender, wherein she discovers a letter. This letter contains a great story, but she stresses that it's impossible to tell the story because the letter's content is wholly dictated by its recipient. Meaning, what a person sees in the letter is unique unto them. It conforms to their amazing script. The letter tells their story because the letter is their story. It's that natural byproduct of their assumed identity. And this is why its content is so specific. At the end of the immersive story, the main character, you, claims the letter, recognizing themselves or in this case, yourself, as its recipient. Moreover, you realize that the letter is always on its way and that it always contains the very best news. This is the beauty of assured fulfillment. Remember, the script's performance is an implied reality. It's a done deal. As you direct or perceive the performance in unity with the script, you complete your life movie. You know what the script contains and you perceive its expression through directed consciousness. So perception really isn't what you see, dear artist. It's the story you tell, the script that you personally write, direct, and perform. These actions are all taking place simultaneously in oneness. As you compose your script, its performance is demonstrated. You see it 
and you direct your consciousness to recognize or affirm that reality. So with that in mind, it's time to hop into the expansion practice. What does the practice look like? Well, you are going to fulfill your reception of the letter today by writing and directing your performance of that script. Remembering that the moment you claim yourself as the recipient, the letter is yours. You become its addressee and the missive is instantly on its way to you. So if you're ready, let's get comfortable. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in. Hold it at the top and release. Again, deep breath in. Hold. Release. Last time, breathe in. Hold it at the top. And this time, exhale on a sigh. <sighs> Let your body relax. All your muscles soften. Your tissues, fibers, tendons, organs are easy and alive. Just be my friend. Linger in your ability to be aware. Watch your thoughts come and go like ripples in a pond. Coming, going, until eventually the pond grows still. Your consciousness sinks deep beneath the pond surface. Down, down, gently landing on the silty bottom. Like a stone, you are firm, grounded, and nestled by pure consciousness. Now, imagine that your stone self is being reformed. And as you shape yourself into something new, the water around you also changes. Notice how the liquid instantly moves to support your new form. It yields to your expression with great ease, cradling you 
with absolute affection. It feels wonderful. Gradually, a soft light emanates from you, and you become aware of your profile. You are an authentic artist with a very particular vibration. It resonates through you, limitless in its expression, vacillating through the pond around you. As you become conscious of yourself, you also discover that the pond is not a pond at all. It is a substance that not only yields to your being, but mirrors it through story. Indeed, you find yourself standing behind a camera, watching a scene unfold before you. Looking around, you realize that you are on set directing a movie, but not just any movie. This is your movie. It's your experience of receiving the letter written about in Lavender's journal. So before we dive into the script work, my friend, a few things to keep in mind. One, Lavender left the letter in a place where only you will find it. That means that at the end of the day, you're in charge of how you receive the letter. Two, this movie is your opportunity to assume your reception of the letter now through the script. So you've already claimed the letter. Now you're simply going to write the story of its reception, knowing that as the story or script is written, it's also demonstrated and performed. Last, have fun with the process. Enjoy every stinking minute of your creative power. All right, my friend, let's get started. First, I'd like you to take a moment to notice the setting of your scene. So you arrived behind the camera and you're looking at a particular scene. And I'd like you to become conscious of what the scene entails. You are receiving your letter, but I encourage you to focus on all of the sensual qualities of where you are. The light, the shadows, the colors, the shapes and textures. Drink it all in, remembering that your awareness of it gives it life, movement, and beingness.
Once you have a good grasp on your setting, I'd like you to take a moment to do a little directing. You're going to adjust the lighting. So if the scene is happening during the day, go ahead and make it nighttime. And if it's happening at night, make it day. Notice how this little shift affects the performance of the script. Knowing that this production is the story of you finding your letter, if the original scene was taking place during the day, how does the shift into nighttime create new implications about the experience? Go beyond the mere notion of it just being darker. If the scene is taking place at night, what new ideas can you glean about the unfolding of your receipt of the letter? For instance, nighttime carries certain implications. It's nearing the end of the day. That means you likely experienced a number of things up to that point. That said, notice how you feel in your body. Are you energized or tired? And what does this tell you about your day so far? How's the temperature? Do you need a sweater now that the sun has gone down? Or are you good in flip-flops and a tank top? What does the weather tell you about where your scene is taking place? Is it up north, down south, in the Caribbean? Have you had dinner yet? If not, are you hungry? If you're outside, can you see the moon, the stars? Are there any nocturnal birds or animals prowling around? Can you hear crickets singing or the sound of traffic? Notice all of the natural implications that manifest as a part of the script's performance. Yep, the setting is as much a part of the performance as the acting. It creates an implied reality, an ambient world in which all of this is taking place. This world affects the performance in big ways and is in and of itself an artistic declaration. As writer, director, and performer, you decide here and now how you'd like to experience the setting. I'm encouraging you to call up your inner Spielberg and ask yourself what you want. How do you want your experience to play out? Would you prefer to discover the letter during the day or at night? Be mindful that this has nothing to do with the original lighting. So when you first arrived and you were looking out at the scene, you likely saw a particular lighting effect. Letting go of that and really leaning into what you want. Note the aesthetic that you choose to experience now. Decide what you want and then turn the lighting up or down based on your preference on what feels good to you. I'll give you a moment to get it to just the right level.
now that you've decided on your time of day, move back into what this decision implies. So if you made it daytime, is it early morning, late morning, mid-afternoon, or late afternoon? If it's early morning, what does this time of day signify or provide? I'll give you an example of what I mean. Let's say I decide that I'm going to find my letter just after sunrise. It's a beautiful morning. The light is peeking over the tree line and warmth spills through the atmosphere like honey. I'm wandering through a large meadow. A cool breeze blows across the wide open space, creating a rippling effect in a clot of purple wildflowers. They bend and sway, tipping their tulip-like heads in my direction. Crickets still sing in the shady parts of the meadow. Their song is hypnotic, a soundscape that pulls me forward as though in a dream. The scent of alfalfa hangs in the air, embracing me in its thick and rapturous bouquet. I'm wearing a lacy dress. I feel it brush my skin as I shift and move. My feet, soft and bare, crunch against the spongy grass. The blades tickle my toes and I giggle, excited to be alive. Note how feeling into the time of day allows me to reveal an entire realm, a place where scent, sound, light, and color are in full performance. I do not have to struggle to enter this space. It lives in me now, and as I describe it for you, I also experience it. I see the light of the sun and feel its warmth draping my shoulders. I smell the earthy scent of the meadow and enjoy the way the flowers curtsy, saluting me as I wander through their domain. All of this is my creation, a reality I consciously experience because I place my awareness on it. So using this as a for instance, take time to be conscious of all the amazing elements in your scene. Focus on your time of day and allow the setting to unfold. I'll give you about five minutes to develop your scene now. Enjoy, dear friend.
Okay, darling artist, now I'd like you to take a look around you. Let your gaze fall upon an object in your setting. Do you have it? Great. Remove it from the setup. So you can either physically walk out and remove it from the set, you can allow it to dematerialize, or you can send a PA out to get it for you and, and take it away. As this object is removed, notice how this changes the setting. Using another example, let's say my setting is a breakfast table. In the center of the table is a large teapot. If I remove that teapot, it removes the clear implication that I'll be having tea, that I'm a tea drinker, that this is an established part of my script. Not completely, of course. There is always the possibility of having tea, even if the pot isn't there, but removing the pot does create a more open-ended scene. Instead of tea, I could be having coffee or milk or a smoothie. The conscious removal of the item is the creation of a new scene. The way I move and drink in that scene changes because the beverage I have decided to drink or not drink, hey, maybe I'm not thirsty, is different. I won't be picking up a short, stout little pot with a handle and a spout, nor will I be hearing it get all steamed up and shout, tip me over and pour me out. That's the thing. In movies, props are a big deal. They bring validity to the scene. There is actually an entire theory about implication in film with regard to props and other subtle cues referred to as Chekhov's gun. This theory banks on the power of visuals in a scene to make a non-verbal declaration about what is going on. The theory states that if you show a prop in a scene, in this case, Anton Chekhov uses a rifle as an example, then that prop should have a payoff. It should validate the scene in some way, meaning the gun should go off by the end of the act. If you want to see a movie that really does a good job of utilizing this theory, watch Back to the Future. The entire opening sequence is essentially a visual chronology of the film, using different props to lay out the story. It's pretty legit. With that in mind, I'll ask you again to determine how the scene will play out with that item gone. Keep in mind that the scenes are equal in their performance. Whether the teapot is on the table or it's not, there is still a creative storyline at play. The conditions don't matter. My ability to write and perform the script is there, as is yours. Lean into the scene and notice what props are now the highlight of the story as a result of the other props removal. What do they imply about who you are and the story you experience in the scene? I'll give you another five minutes to root out your script and encourage you to have as much fun as possible.
white love, turn around. Before you stands a warehouse filled with props. Go ahead and step inside. Notice all of the amazing items stuffed into the space. Take time to explore and select a new prop to add to the set. It can be anything you want, even if it feels like it wouldn't fit into the story, consider that as a creator, you can stitch anything together. There is a reality where this weird thing is sitting in the middle of your scene. In Finding Uncle Abbott, Lavender discovers a hidden grotto in her favorite wood, something that she has never seen before. Yet this time it's there. The same can be said for you, dear artist. Allow yourself to be conscious of something now and watch your script unfold in a new way. So if I decide to replace the teapot with a human skull, <laughs> this could really jazz things up, right? I could be having a party where everyone has to come dressed as their favorite Gothic author. I can definitely see a few Edgar Allan Poe's running around. Perhaps one of these guests decides to bring me a book they discovered in an antique bookshop. And inside that book is the letter. Or maybe the skull is connected to an archeological dig and I'm about to get my Indiana Jones on big time. I'm staying in a hotel in Greece and heading to the site where the letter will inevitably reveal itself. You see how new possibilities emerge when you make small shifts and changes to your setting? This ability is always at hand. Nothing is ever fixed. Things are always in a constant state of flux. The great thing about being the director is you have full access to every aspect of the film, to all of the things that are at your disposal, all of the creative ideas, everything that you would want to create a really beautiful aesthetic. And you get to decide where to take the story, where to take the script. So allow the story to unfold for you, recognizing that your choice to put a different item in play changes the scene entirely, giving it new life and meaning. This is the beauty of assured fulfillment. A new storyline always reveals itself as you make new choices about your scriptural experience. Have fun playing in your new storyline, remembering that this is actually you playing in your own creative juju, in your directorial autonomy. I'll give you time to develop it now.
Once you have explored and developed your storyline, I'd like you to take a moment to really observe what you've been up to as director. Notice how, with a simple shift of perspective, the stories and implications you experience change. So going back to the teapot and the skull, you can see how new ideas and realities emerge when I make a decision about something as simple as a prop and how it completely transforms my storyline. The prop is not the reason the storyline has changed. You are. You decide to select a new experience by taking on a new vantage point. If you choose to place a teapot in the middle of your table, this prop is an implication of your identity. Tea drinker or the regal host of a tea party or an herbalist introducing a new tea blend or a yogi sharing warmth with a class after a powerful vinyasa practice or a decorator with a flair for English country style. The teapot is a projection of who you have decided to be in this moment and that person is whole, real, and beautiful, now and always. Lavendaire demonstrates this in her diary when she writes about her decision to leave the forest floor and climb to the top of a tree. She shifts her vantage point, and this allows her to reveal a hidden part of her favorite woodland. This new perspective births a new perspective of a forest she thinks she knows well. Climbing the tree is the embodiment of curiosity. Her willingness to take on this identity, to root and forage through her fashionable forest, as she so proudly proclaims, ultimately reveals the grotto where the letter dwells. So whatever you decide to remove and replace prop-wise, note that this is simply a revelation of your chosen identity as recipient of the letter, right? because that is the purpose of the script, to receive the letter you have claimed. This is who you are and the story is simply developing from this version of you. That said, now that you know that you have full autonomy <laughs> to direct the script any way you like, I encourage you to pick the identity that excites you. Follow your intuition and allow the performance of your beautiful script to unfold in the knowing that this is who you are. So my friend, who are you? Thus far, you have taken on the vantage point of director. You've been playing in your creative autonomy, noticing that you really do have full discretion over what you would like to experience as a part of the reception of your letter, as a part of this script. So now I would love for you to simply recognize what your script entails. And as you do this, Note that you're actually stepping into the scene and experiencing it. You're enjoying the ride. It's such fun, and I really encourage you to just sit back and allow everything to unfold for you. You've, you've identified who you are in this story, you're receiving your letter, and it's going to hand you some pretty interesting info. And believe it or not, the story of finding Uncle Abbott, and then of course this expansion practice, You Are the Script, is leading up to my immersive energy experience entitled The Letter. It's all about you reading the letter, you seeing what it says, all of these different things. And it does have and contain its own storyline, but it is very open-ended in the way that you as the main character move through the plot. So it's a lot of fun and I'm super excited to share it with you. Okay, 
It's been such a pleasure connecting with you today. I look forward to our next rendezvous and please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment below telling me all about your beautiful script and how you received your letter. As always, I am so grateful for you, darling artist. Until next time, cheers. Thanks for hanging with me here at the Dreamwinder podcast. I hope you had fun and look forward to seeing you again very soon. Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when that next episode drops. Also, follow me on Substack to get behind the scenes, sneak peeks of upcoming episodes and my current creative projects. You'll find the link to my publication, Dreamwinder Manor, in the caption, along with my Instagram if you'd like to follow me on social too.